Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Starscream here, and I am the lord and master of the Geekcast Radio Network. Don't tell Megatron. Yes. What is it? It's a robot. But like a like a different, you know, like a super advanced robot. It's probably Japanese. Yeah. It's definitely Japanese. What are you doing? I don't think it wants to hurt us. We've done that already. Really? Well, do you speak robot? Because they just had like a giant toy death match. I think it wants something from me. What? This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. Hello and welcome to All Things Transformers. This August, All Things Transformers will celebrate 15 years of being online and now our full film reviews of the Transformers live-action films continue. This time around, we started the film that started the series, Transformers 2007. I'm your host, Steve Megatron, and joining me in this adventure in the winter of Bayhem is TFG1 Mike. Hello, hello. I am here, I think. I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. I need to look at the runtime for all these films because I feel like this was the shortest one. It felt that way. Yeah, like it didn't. It felt like no time at all has. I mean, yes, yeah, 16 years have passed since this movie came out, but like nothing, just nothing. Yeah, the the runtime was 143 minutes, so it was just over two and a, it's just almost at three hours. But it doesn't feel like that at all, even all these years later. Nope. So what were your memories of when this came out in 2007? Hmm. Well, I remember being ecstatic. <laughs> uh, I went to the, uh, the Sector 7 bus at my local theater. That's right. They had the bus out there. Yep. They? they had the Sector 7 bus. The guys were dressed in the black suits and sunglasses. And, you know, they had the S7, you know, stuff hanging around. And they, they let you watch the teaser trailer in wow. the in the bus. And they, they kind of dragged you in there in groups. And, I mean, you waited you waited an hour to go into this, like, just because it was part of the experience. Yep. Before you, and this was kind of while you were waiting to get into the movie. 
Yeah. And I remember I took my wife and I went and I think I, I, I want to say she saw it with me, but I can't fully remember. But we, we went and saw the movie and um, I remember getting the poster from the Sector 7 guys, like the Optimus Prime and the Megatron posters. Yep. And you had to be like, I don't know, so many from the beginning. And I got pictures, you know, they had um, some of the Autobot Decepticon vehicles there in the parking lot. And you could kind of get pictures next to them. And nice. um, at least where I was. And I was able to write this full blown review and I had it on PredaconEmpire.com at one point, which I'm sure if I dug it back up, I could repurpose it and put it back on the website here on Geekcast Radio. Um <laughs> I'd have to go to archive.org or check. It may still be on a backup somewhere, but um, but either way, I was just I, I was ecstatic because I mean, one, they got Peter Cullen back, and then two, it was just you know Transformers in live action. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was I was super geeked, and then you know, um, you know, anytime Prime spoke, pretty much in this movie, I was just like grinning ear to ear like a flipping moron. Yep. Which I'm sure most Transformers fans were doing that too. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing of it is, is we'd been waiting for what? 30 something years, 2006, 2007. So 30 something years at that point or so. Cause we're, well, 2016 was the 30th. So 20 years, uh, you know, or yeah, 20 years at that point, like, and you know what, folks? Say what you will about Michael Bay and his style and the way he is and all that and whatever else, but honestly, he's probably the only person that could have pulled this off at the time. Sad but true. <laughs> and so last time around, when we watched, we, we did Bumblebee, we recorded that, of course, as of this. That hasn't been released yet, but it will soon. And now we're doing 2007. And what I remember is I remember seeing it in theaters and I remember really enjoying it. But the only parts I enjoyed were the robots and the military. Pretty much. And I have not watched this movie since I want to say... 2009, right before Revenge of the Fallen hit theaters. So it's been 15 years or so. Or 14 years or so. But uh, but yeah, when I watched this today, right before we started this recording, I still, it, it felt like no time had passed. From the first time I saw it to now, every single scene with the character of Sam Witwicky, I'm just like, get him off the screen. It's the worst character in the movie. And he's supposed to be the one that we, I don't know. I don't want to say look up to, but, uh, you know, identify with and no. I, I wish they would have gone for more serious, like the original. Yeah. Like, like G1. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why you kind of have the military there. That's the serious side of the whole thing. And 
I mean, Sam gets a little better later in the film, but that whole introductory scene with him trying to hawk his crap on eBay to his class. Oh, God. I do love that scene, though, because it has the teacher in it. I don't remember off the top of my head who was who played the teacher, but he has a sign on his desk. It's basically like a stop sign. It says, quiet, please. He holds up the sign every time. The class laughs. I thought that was great. I thought that was funny. And I still remember what it was like watching this for the first time and watching Blackout show up. And it was like, oh, my God, they are in for so much shit. So, yeah. Overall, the plot of it is is good. I mean, you know, it, it's it's standard at this point, I think. There's nothing. I don't know. What did you think rewatching this? I really enjoyed it overall. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't care for the bathroom jokes. Yeah, no, that was a little much. I don't like. I don't like Sam's parents in the movie. <laughs> I like Kevin Dunn in other things. The father, I like him in like he in, was the, uh, in other things. Yes. Yeah, he was the dad. It's the same similar kind of dad, but he was the dad in Small Soldiers with the toy store. Um, but yeah, the, his mom is a no, and I know I've seen her in other things. So yeah, but I I don't I don't yeah I don't generally care for <laughs> the parent angle, and they get more annoying progressively as the films go. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that they continually show up in the films really i've i know i've seen her the actress is julie white who plays his mom and i know i've seen her in other things i'm just trying to figure out i just can't place it yeah i'm looking under yeah i'm looking her filmography and other than the transformers movies nothing is i mean i the things that she's been in i've seen i don't remember those things because of her like inside out she was in that uh, she was in Our Idiot Brother, which I don't think I've ever seen. She was in Monsters vs. Aliens. She was in The Nanny Diaries, which I know I've never seen that. Oh, she's more a TV actress than a film actress. Okay. I've mm. seen her in, in half the things that she's listed. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Who was your – what was your favorite part with the robots? Aside from Prime rolling up? Yeah. <laughs> Man. I mean, I like the end of the movie battle. That was probably one of my favorite moments until Sam ceremoniously came to save the day. Like, no, Prime can't be defeated like that. (laughs) Well, apparently, you know. And I do love that they did use the AllSpark to basically kill Megatron. Like, Prime kept saying, just throw it into my chest, throw it into my chest. Yes, it's great that you're self-sacrificing, Optimus, but uh, and I know that'll change once you start, you know, telling people to give them your face, but uh, or give you their face, whatever, you know what I mean. But uh, you get I a never, face, and you get a face. Mm-hmm, yep. I never under like. Okay, yes, he has. See, th- that's the problem. So the All Spark and the Matrix of Leadership are two very different things. And they don't introduce the Matrix until I think what is it? Is it Revenge Dark? of the Fallen. It's re- okay. It's in Revenge. Okay. Yeah, because they have to. It, it, they make it out of space dust in yeah. the, the desert. Yeah, I remember that now. Oh God, that that's I'm, coming up. I'm I'm currently doing a watch through of that 
film as well. I'm um, well, yes, we're gonna do that episode next week probably, but uh, I I'm dreading rewatching that movie. Absolutely dreading it, and. Uh, so my whole point is the Matrix and the AllSpark are two different things. But the way that Prime says it is basically, you know, put it into the, you know, basically combine it with my own spark. So thanks to Beast Wars, the live action Transformers have sparks. Mm-hmm. So he does not have, because again, in this universe, the, like you just said, the Matrix is separate. They, whatever. But like, wouldn't it have been much better written if he already had the damn Matrix and you somehow think so. they had to, you know, refill it with the wisdom? Oh, wait. No, sorry. I'm, I'm repeating something from 40 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you mean it was written better? You, you got to remember, too, this was done by Orsi and Kurtzman. And Kurtzman is the one currently botching the Trek franchise. So <laughs> They still and, have and him they, on and, Trek? Oh yeah, he's he's the main showrunner. It's like um yeah, I don't know, the guy like the guy that took over from Roddenberry, he uh he did it for years, like until Enterprise ended and then his time was done and then Kurtzman got it. Really? God. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have given it to Seth MacFarlane. He gets not, it. He made he made a knockoff track. Yeah. That's better yeah. track than than track. Very true. Oh, and they did the turtles film too. These, yeah, these guys, and I wasn't thrilled with that either. So yeah, the the turtles film we can cover that at some point. That one's a, those are terrible. The second one wasn't horrible. The first one was horrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, the second one was okay. Is is alright? Wasn't it? And that's funny because the first turtles film was horrible. The second one was tolerable, whereas mm-hmm. this film, this first film was. Like I said, it has its moments. It has its things of cringe for me. Like the whole time he's ogling her. Oh God! And I am well, sorry. Be, but but for real, if you're that age, mm-hmm. you know you would be doing it too. Well, probably. <laughs> but just maybe it isn't Sam and Michaela that's the problem. It's everybody else and Michaela that's the problem because. Some of the other actors, specifically Simmons, look, I love John Turturro, but I cannot stand the Simmons role. I didn't mind him in this, actually. Really? Yeah, I actually didn't mind him. And I didn't mind him in the rest of the franchise either. Interesting. Because he was less annoying than the parents. (laughs) Like That's, he was, he was tolerable and, yeah. and he had a plot significance. The parents were just kind of there for comedy relief. Yep. They served no purpose. Cause like yeah. Michaela did fine without having her, her parents there. Yeah. Well, you know, her dad's in jail for stealing cars. I mean, until the her. second movie and then he's barely there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he jumped over to join the fast crew. <laughs> Hey, maybe that's why he's in jail. You know, you have some hot rods in there, you know, and then, I, I mean, maybe he was in Bad Boys too, since that poster was in Revenge of the Fallen. I love the, again, it's a Michael Bay movie, folks, that, like you just mentioned, Bad Boys 2, in the second, in the, in, in the film we'll talk about next time, but the guy who is running around with the camera, this is so much better than Armageddon, and I'm like, Okay, 
whatever. I love that movie, but no, I, you know, rewatching this, the only time, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. The effects, man. Oh boy. Like I know it was 2007, but these effects to me really stand up. I mean, they're probably not as great as what they can do today, obviously, but. Any more questions you want to ask? He wants us to get in the car. And go where? 50 years from now, when you're looking back at your life, don't you want to be able to say you had the guts to get in the car? I think this movie looks really really good for the age that it is yeah i mean it's it's still it's still watchable it's still uh, pretty entertaining to go through and it's it's not something that looks terrible like a lot of cgi that i've seen recently and it, it seems like it's gotten worse oh it has like cgi has gotten progressively worse i think we hit a peak in like 2016 and then it kind of hit down. It's It's been going downhill. Yeah. And looking through. Oh, yeah. Looking through the other, at least for at least up to Age of Extinction. I haven't looked at the last night yet. I'm actually cringe between Revenge of the Fallen and the last night. Those are the two that I'm cringing the most at right now. But uh, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon and Age of Extinction, they are all longer than this film. You know what I don't understand? Why, if he's supposed to be like this super advanced robot, does he transform back into this piece of crap? Come here. Oh, see, no, get up. No, that doesn't work. See? Move it, you Great, now. See? Fantastic. Now you pissed him off. That car is sensitive. I mean, $4,000 just drove off. I gotta say, man, the music, Steve Jablonski, this is the first time I had heard his scores, and he did a pretty damn good job. Mm-hmm. I actually like listen. I actually have a whole playlist on Spotify of all of the scores that are available to stream online, and it's really really good music it's it it hits it you know when you're watching this movie and you see the autobots and you hear that that main theme it's not necessarily the touch but it has that similar kind of like oh this is the hero moment kind of thing and yeah he's a he's an excellent composer he's worked on a bunch of other things too so very very awesome so going into this i know Obviously, this Winter of Bayhem thing was my idea and my plan to, for us to get these things covered and be, have it be the definitive coverage on the network and all that stuff. But I wasn't really cringing at this one. Not, I mean, other than Sam, but like everything else in this, Bumblebee peeing on Simmons, I thought that was funny. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen much in the future, but I thought that was that was a little funny because I noticed something now that I never noticed X number of years ago when I saw it in theaters. He has to pull the gas cap off. Like, because <laughs> I had it playing through my headphones and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, 
he just oh wow like literally you 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 hear the gas cap you hear and see the gas cap or whatever it is you know and you get uh, so many great voice actors in this so many even just actors too but like the voices obviously Peter Cullen look say what you will about these movies and this this whatever but this movie and having Peter Cullen back as Optimus like I cried then I cried now almost every time he spoke kind of thing I don't know if you can considerably you know credit Mark Ryan as Bumblebee because he only had one line later in the film Darius McCrary as Jazz. Now, most people, if you've even heard of Darius McCrary's name, you'll remember him as Eddie from Family Matters, the older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Foxworth as Ratchet. Jess Harnell as Ironhide and Barricade. He got to be an Autobot and a Decepticon in the same damn thing. That's amazing. It's a bad dream. Are you username ladiesman217? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you username ladiesman217? Yeah. Where is the eBay item 21153? Where are the glasses? And we have Mr. Smith, Hugo Weaving, as Megatron, because this was way before his Red Skull days in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, And then Charlie Adler as Starscream... I find this funny. Thank God he turned it down. Reno William Reno Wilson was the voice of Frenzy, Decepticon Hacker and Barricade's minion, who transforms into a PGX boombox and later a Nokia 8800. Howard Stern was offered the role, but turned it down when his agent talked him out of it. <laughs> I can't imagine Howard Stern being the voice of Frenzy. That would just no, no, be just crazy. No. Yep. Absolutely. I I love the way that they handled characters for the non-speaking ones because they're just so like Blackout is so imposing as that helicopter. He's just so imposing. And then you got Brawl, who was actually referred to as Devastator in the captions who is the Decepticon Demolition Specialist, and then Scorponok, who is the Scorpion-like Decepticon, and Blackout's minion. I love how all the the big guys have little minions now, not just, you know, Soundwave. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely was not a fan of all the little critters in the show. Yeah, you know what? I'll take Frenzy over some critters we'll talk about later. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, cars we'll talk about late ice cream trucks we'll talk uh, about later. yeah I, mm. <laughs> at least frenzy was you know comical in i know it's not the best comedy it, it it's you know whatever but it, the comedy just gets worse as these films go along and these are these should not have comic like if you want comedy that's what anthony anderson is there for that's what you know, Shia LaBitch is there for. Uh, I did like how he ate all the donuts and then he was like, uh, you know, later in the film and and he says, they want you to do that. He says, Uh and then, and then when he gets in there, he's like, she did it. She did it. Yep. Like just rat her out. And it's like, okay, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like uh, the, 
Rachel Taylor, who plays Maggie Madsen, um, the data analyst. Uh, I like her. I like that character. I like uh, Epps and Lennox. Because before this, where I knew Josh Duhamel was at, uh, or Josh Dumel as, uh, whatever, I knew him as Leo Laporte on All My Children. Yes, folks, I used to watch soap operas. So up until, you know, seeing this film, that's that's all I had seen him in before. And, I mean, Tyrese Gibson is, is Tyrese Gibson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quit walking! Also, sir, have you heard about our Premium Plus World Service Gold Package? No, I don't want a Premium Package! Any favorite lines from you in this movie? Uh, Not really. I mean, I just kind of enjoyed the whole thing on a whole. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't have like a specific set of lines that I enjoyed. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously the, the go-to answer is pretty much anything, any, any, anything Optimus says, but I kind of liked Epps's bring the rain. I, I I love that they kept using that. I thought that was kind of cool when they really, really needed to, to do all that stuff and, and everything else. Um, what would you rate this zero to five? I'd probably give it a four, four out of five. Yeah. I'm probably going to give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, just, you know, between the parents and between some of Sam's stuff, it was, you know, whatever. And of course, you know, we, uh, I haven't seen much with, obviously he passed away years ago now, but I think this is the only thing besides his own show that I had seen Bernie Mac in back at the, back in the day. I, okay. I saw him as Bosley in the Charlie's angels movies, but, or at least in the second one, but uh, yeah, watching this again and watching that first scene with, with the car dealership and all that, it's like, Hmm, that's, that's interesting. And, Every piece of car a man might want or need. This ain't bad. This one's got racing stripes. Yeah, they got racing. Yeah, what the, what the heck is this? I don't know nothing about this car. Melee! What? What is this? This car, check it out. I don't know, boss. I've never seen it. That's local. Don't go Ricky Ricardo on me, Manny. Find out. Feels good. How much? Well... Considering the semi-classic nature of the vehicle, with the slick wheels and the custom paint job... No, no, but the, the paint's faded. Yeah, but it's custom. It's custom faded? What is your first car? I wouldn't expect you to understand. Five grand. No, not paint over four. Sorry. Okay, come on, get out, get out the car. No, 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 you said cars pick their drivers. Well, sometimes they pick a driver with a cheap-ass file. Out the car. I love Bumblebee's little attitude when he basically destroys all the cars and then basically dents the VW bug by, you know, swinging his door open into it. <sighs> yeah. That so was this, pretty funny. Yeah, it was. So this film, 
Yeah, four for you, three and a half for me. Not not bad. Uh, I'm sure it all goes downhill from here. Uh, like I said before, with the time length and, and all of that, uh, it, like the pacing felt good. Nothing felt... The only time the f- pacing felt off is with the human characters. It was like, okay, get let's fast forward this and get back to the robots because... Mm, I don't know. I, I just don't know. So, 2007, did you have any of the movie toys back then? Um, I think I bought Bumblebee, and then I quickly got rid of it. <laughs> um, they were too hard to transform, and I really didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did not have any of the movie toys at all, except, as I mentioned before, I had 2009 Revenge of the Fallen Ravage, because I thought he was so cool. I was not into the movie toy line. It just... It's kind of like how... Our good buddy Brad Mull, who was so you know worried about us complaining about what, how the robots look, uh, what I'm going to complain about in the future is the transformation sequence because damn it gets worse. But uh, yeah, I I don't like toys with the outsides on the outs the insides on the outside. But that's the toys though. For the film though, I love this and I love how they use that that the old transform sound. At the beginning of almost every transformation, mm-hmm. they they use it, and as as the films go further, we we lose that consistently. But watching this again, I can safely say I enjoyed myself watching it. I you know it brings back all the all the memories of 2007, all the memories of you know the lead up to it online and and everything else, and getting to see it in theaters and. I'm pretty sure our theater didn't have the S7 bus like yours did, but that's okay. I just wanted to see Transformers on the big screen for the first time, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned, I might have mentioned in the Bumblebee episode, I'll mention it here and I'll probably mention it further. There's a YouTube channel out there that basically has isolated the sound effects from these films. I think it's just one video that he has, but I'll, I'll have to link it in the show notes. But just watching this with the sound effects only, oh, it's so interesting what they did with sound in this movie. But you barely hear a lot of it because of, you know, the crashing buildings or the giant robots stepping on stuff or the soundtrack, which, wow, 2007. New Divide, yeah, yeah New Divide by Linkin Park, Christ. The lead singer on Lincoln Park's been dead for a while now. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, what were your memories, folks? Let us know in the comments and all that good stuff. Is there anything else you would like to say about 2007? Is there anything we missed? No, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it overall. I liked the music. I, I wish that Stan Bush had gotten a song on it instead of Lincoln Park. Yeah, it, it just is with, for the, just for the yeah. inaugural film. I mean, oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't dislike Lincoln Park, but I also didn't love the fact that they were the soundtrack. I mean, it's like the like the J.J. Abrams, you know, mm-hmm. staple of using like like '90s rock artists to attach to a film. Like the Star Trek reboots had. Um, 
I think it was like the Beastie Boys or something and <laughs> you know, Sabotage and, and some other ones. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like eh. <laughs> <laughs> like I could have done without that. And that's kind of how I felt with it in here. Yeah. Like I don't mind the the soundtracky, you know, background music, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, you don't mind the score. You like the score. You just. I like the score. The, I just didn't like the the soundtrack. The soundtrack stuff. Yeah, I will say this. Probably this movie probably has the best pacing on the actual soundtrack as far as where the songs come up. I don't know if I'm gonna have to listen to the score again for this, but. I don't remember if it was part of the score or if it was part of a song from the soundtrack. The start of the barricade bumblebee chase in the junkyard. They start out like you you hear Steve Jablonski's regular score in the background. And then once the chase starts, they start up this really awesome instrumental rock music. And I'm not sure if it's part of the score or part of the soundtrack stuff because it wasn't a part of one of the – it wasn't part of the soundtrack. So, so I assume that's part of the score. So I'm going to want to hear that outside of the actual film. So I'll have to go back to the original score and see which one that was because I love – like I was pumped when that that chase scene happened between Bumblebee and Barricade. So – and Optimus be Optimus as always and – I understand why they are doing mouth movements, but I just wish they wouldn't for Optimus. Like, he... There's nothing wrong with a faceplate and hearing the voice come out of it. You don't need to see the robot's lips move. Agreed. You don't need to see the robot's lips doing anything when they are in live action. When they're actually supposed to be robots who aren't human look like they tried to humanize them way too much. Who do you think you are? I robot. Who do you think you are? Sonny from I robot. I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, No, I think that's it. All right, we are on the road to the Rise of the Beast, says this is the winter of Bayhem, and Rise of the Beast is coming out in June of this year. Wow, it's so close. We're uh, four months away from it now? Yeah. Wow, we are four months away from Rise of the Beasts. Holy crap. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, was there any news things or anything that you saw that you wanted to bring up? The new jazz from, like, the Cybertron build. Yep. Yeah, we got the February Transformers brand team roundtable, which is interesting. So there's that. And, yes, you're right. They got the new jazz. Had a whole bunch of people asking questions and and all that good stuff. Rodimus Primal was on it. I believe Anthony Brucali from TFU.info was on the on the team or on the on the uh, the questions uh, as well. well. And, what, and what I thought was funny is they're going to have they're going to complete um, the cassette bots. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody brought up having the the dual cassette. Yeah. Uh, chess things. Yeah. So they're my guess is they won't. They'll just finish the cassettes. And then they ask questions about the similarities with the Studio Series Ares or Kingdom Transformation. And then, uh, you know, asking which comes first, the toys of the concept or the, you know, and then the Volvo Optimus. And somebody asked if that was the original Amazon Prime. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they uh, they were like, no, I can't comment on that. But, you know, it's, you know, part of the partnership there. Um and then it says uh, two years is any way to, you know, fast track changes two years solid to change, fix something. So like the yellowing plastic or the shrinking or, you know, things of that that nature. So, yeah, that's good to hear that they're working on that. Um, and then when they ask what universes do you want to tap into that you haven't, uh, they said Energon, Machine Wars, and nothing is off the table. I'm yep. more excited about Machine Wars out of this group. What's funny is they've basically kind of given us a confirmation of it. Yeah. And, and I say that be, because they, they gave us Skyquake mm-hmm. from Transformers Prime. But isn't he also from other things? To, like, he's a he's an homage to other things, too, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he's... Well, the funny thing about him is... I mean, they said that he's Skyquake from the Prime Universe. It's mm-hmm. a very, 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 very similar build to, and if you look at the top, they've, they've, they've basically given us this. This is a straight shot of Skyquake from the, technically the G2 line in Europe mm-hmm. of Skyquake, but he's also repainted in America as Machine Wars Starscream. Hmm. So my guess is because the chest panel lines up the same, the backpack lines up the same, the head sculpt is very similar, the uh, the bullets are very similar. The when it's in transformed, you know, the little the way that the cockpits look, the way that the uh, part of the wings look, the they've got these like twisty things on the original that would drop bombs out of it. Um, so it, it, it very, very much reminds me of that figure. So I don't doubt that they will end up reusing that, this figure for that at some point in the future. And then my guess is the, uh, uh, needle nose figure, uh, my guess is they'll repurpose that as Skywarp and Thundercracker because it can combine on top of Skyquake. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my my spitballing here uh, that I think is going to happen. It's not necessarily correct, uh, but I think that that's the general direction. I think we're going to go in for these, these bots. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we'll be doing more news as, as the winter Bayhem rolls along here, folks, as it comes, if there's, specific things we need to address i just man it just feels like so much is coming like so fast like we're now in february february is the shortest month and whatever else and i don't know 2023 just started i feel like we're almost at the end of it again doesn't make any damn sense (laughs) i we're getting there we're getting there yep all right. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There's several ways to do so. 
Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on all the podcatching clients, anyone that you choose to use. You can follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network, at all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG1 Mike. What is your Twitter? At SCP21. Awesome, awesome. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcastradio. You can also check out all things Transformers over there as well. Join us next time when Steve and I will be talking about Revenge of the Fallen. A character who hasn't really had a toy up until recently, which is kind of interesting. So there's that. As we're going to be getting to the Winter of Bayhem Part 3. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron. We hope you'll transform and transcend with us as we make our way through the Bayhem. We are here. We are waiting. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wish to speak to my lawyer.